Hello there. That's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> what is up, Star Wars fans? Welcome to another episode of Rule of Two. As always, I'm Chris, and I'm here again with Clarissa from Tauntalk. Uh, us Star Wars fans, we've gotten a lot thrown our way uh, this past Wednesday morning and afternoon, so let's let's just jump right into it. Starting the morning off, the official Obi-Wan Kenobi Twitter page finally tweeted out, hello there. There was much speculation we'd be getting the long-awaited trailer that we've been dying for and craving, but instead we got a beautiful cover, cover, sorry, of Obi-Wan on the cover of Entertainment Weekly and um, a couple of stills showing Kenobi, Owen Lars, and the Inquisitor, Reva. I was not anticipating getting a trailer that morning like you said there's plenty of speculation and lots of people thinking we're gonna get it and then we don't so i didn't want to get my hopes too high but it really felt like it came out of nowhere i know i saw a lot of talk on twitter but it was it was a very amazing surprise just those stills i once i saw those i thought maybe that was just it for the day and we were getting just those and maybe a trailer down the line we we really got some great images. The, the just the thought of Obi Wan hiding out on Tatooine and he's just remote and he's just by himself is pretty much what we got. But just to get that shot of Owen Lars facing off an Inquisitor already tells you so much. The fact that Joel Edgerton is going to have such a big role in the show is, tells you a lot. I'm really excited to see him. Yeah, I am too. It really does. And again, too, I wasn't expecting much the stills and the magazine would have been enough for me and then it was kind of random too and then later on in like the afternoon just kind of randomly the whole world exploded the whole star wars <laughs> world exploded and we finally got the trailer the teaser and it was just it was such an emotional moment because we've been waiting for this for so long and it starts off with kenobi on tatooine and he's saying the fight is done we lost stay hidden as he's watching over a young luke skywalker in the distance and he's riding his house his little hut like a like a pod racer like his dad anakin would and oh my god just that those opening shots right i take it all in but then watching it a second third time and a third and a fourth time i start speculating wait who is he talking to in the beginning you think he's probably talking to Yoda or maybe a force Qui-Gon or maybe he's just talking to himself or thinking out loud talking to Luke to stay hidden but I would hope it's Yoda because he's also in hiding and Dagobah system so I think that'd be really great but I did not expect to get so much in this trailer let alone baby Luke right off the bat which leads to the speculation of seeing young Leia and are we gonna go to Alderaan is he going to meet Bail Organa if they meet up because Bail is still doing his thing and helping the rebels here and there where he can clearly and that's what Leia eventually goes to do as well but it, it just already had my mind racing yeah and it is speculated that we are going to get a Bail Organa but you never really know to what extent or what it's going to be or even if it's true so it's it showed a, it's so much right off the bat I was not expecting Luke in the trailer like right in the beginning and then we get duel of fates playing duel of the fates playing i instantly goosebumps chills i was i was throwing up i i just i didn't even know how to handle it i'm like there is no way iconic they knew what they were doing yeah they, they knew what they were doing and they did a great job 
we get Duel of the Fates playing, and then we see the Grand Inquisitor played by Rupert Friend, and he was saying the key to hunting Jedi is patience. So I know a lot of people weren't too thrilled about how he looked. You know, um, of course, that species has a very distinct shape to their head, and uh, there, was, there was a lot of memes with how he looked, and I feel a lot of people with the series, like, with Ahsoka too, like, maybe they aren't really matching the species that they're supposed to look like, mm-hmm. that they have in the past movies, but that didn't bother me at all. I, I could really care less about that. You know, the fact that you can tell who it is and know who it is you're fine it's fine Uh, i'm just excited to see inquisitors i feel like that's been not just on my list but a lot of other people's list of expectations for the show Uh, especially those rebel fans out there because if you haven't watched rebels again as always you're missing out but for those who've watched rebels we get so much inquisitor action and the fact that this is going to be along the same timeline as the rebel show just tells me oh man we're gonna get spinning lightsabers we're gonna get inquisitors we're gonna and then just to get them all in the first trailer, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm told, I'm in, I'm in it. Yeah, and we get another Inquisitor. Uh, we get Reva, played by Moses Ingram. Also, we see Fifth Brother, played by Soon Kang. You know, he's popular in the Fast and Furious franchise, which I was really excited about because before this came out, there were interviews with him saying he'd be wielding a lightsaber. So... You know, you kind of either guess that he's either going to be some sort of inquisitor or like kind of like a Jedi that you don't really know about, but like who could he be playing? So for him to be playing Fifth Brother, who's a huge character, is it's pretty insane. And he looks so powerful and awesome in the trailer, like seeing him. And the fortress that they were in, oh man, Fortress and Inquisitoris, I believe. Fortress Inquisitoris. It's located on the moon of Nur, and that's huge in Jedi Fallen Order. So that shot alone, the ship flying into it, and it's surrounded by water. It looks amazing, and it's just like, wow, they they probably bring the Jedi there once they find them or whatever. You know, is that is that where Vader is hiding out? Like, you have all these questions, like, what else is going on in this place? You know? Yeah, because you think. You know, Vader had the Inquisitors set out and they were hunting Jedi and they were hunting Kanan and Ezra and they had to face these guys. So now here's the great grand Obi-Wan Kenobi hiding out somewhere in Tatooine and they are on a mission to find him and hunt him. So I can't wait to see some of those battle scenes. If we get to see Obi-Wan once again wield a lightsaber, I can imagine just the big draw to it because he could have cut himself off from the force and we can talk about that later as well but just the state he's in and hiding and pretending he's not who he used to be it's going to lead up to an amazing dramatic scene of him finally wielding a lightsaber again just to fight these inquisitors i could just see it now that would that would be absolutely (laughs) awesome uh ewan mcgregor quoted kenobi the character being as broken and faithless and beaten somewhat given up so that does ask you like what what his path is now and how he feels and like you said how he is with the force so there was that concept art that was released I believe it was about a year ago and it was Obi-Wan and Vader dueling and there were quotes with the writers and stuff that 
oh, it's going to be like the big showdown again. So you hope to see it, but like you don't know really what it's going to be. All of it is really speculation. There's nothing definitive. All you know is who's in it, the cast. And now that the trailer came out, you know who's playing who for the most part. There's still a lot of cast members that when it was first released, you don't know who's going to who they're going to be like O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea Jackson, I was yeah. just about to mention him. Like what's he going to be? Uh Safdie's going to be in it too. Yeah, so The cast is unbelievable and you only get introduced to a little part of it right now. So I'm very excited. Of course, Hayden Christensen reprising his role as Darth Vader, which they chose not to show him in the in the trailer. All you heard was the breathing at the end, but I think that's smart. I think That's that, enough. Yeah. To give you they're a not going to they're not going to give you don't need to do too much. It's Darth Vader, you know. You don't need to be doing too much. Weird, you know, it can already be safe to assume, so they're not going to give us what we want in just the trailer. We've got to wait and watch the show. Exactly. The trailer, you know, it gave enough. It might have given a lot. And if you've seen the series, then you know, oh, yeah, Inquisitors, Spinning Lights, or all that. But if you haven't, like you said, Definitely watch Rebels. Definitely watch the animated series. It is so telling and so connective, and it's awesome how they are trying to connect everything. It's honestly going to be so hard for me not to compare everything to Rebels because, I mean, if you've heard any of the episodes of Ton Talk, I am really big on timeline. I love to place everything exactly where it's supposed to be and how old everyone is and how long it's been since this happened or since they've seen each other and whatnot. So knowing that Luke is the age he is when we first saw him in that trailer, I'm thinking my mind goes racing. So how many years is this after the Death Star has now been built because the plans for the Death Star were handed over to Leia at the age she was in New Hope and mm -hmm. I just kind of connect it, but it all lies right into Rebels. Because same with the Grand Inquisitor, because we see his death in Rebels. And the fact that he's not, that we haven't come across that yet, just tells me, okay, now <laughs> where exactly are we? And I try to piece together. So I'm trying not to connect it so much, but it is heavily connected. Yeah, and I think they've done a great job of connecting the timeline throughout these series that you know, they're making these series and stuff. I think they have done a great job of connecting everything with the timeline. It does add up, and I have full faith in Deborah Chow. We do know that this story, the Kenobi series, does take place 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. So, it, you know, you kind of ask yourself, well, does he know if Anakin is still alive? Does he know about Darth Vader? I'm sure... I'm sure he knows who Darth Vader is, but can he put two and two together? Does like does he know about all of that stuff? And when their paths meet, will they know each other? Which I'm sure they will, but I'm sure we'll get an introduction of the Inquisitors first, and they'll be like, oh, like, okay, now I know what's going on. And I think his sole purpose right now is just protecting Luke, you know? You mm -hmm. see... Him just kind of going through the stages of living on Tatooine. He's not in a rush to be anywhere. He's not really looking to do anything. He's just there to watch over this young boy grow up. And wait to give him his dad's lightsaber. Oh, oh my God. I think far ahead in advance as well to New Hope. And I think when Luke finally meets 
old Ben Kenobi. And then I, I know that I saw a lot of people saying how, how Uncle Owen had beef with old Ben and really didn't want Luke to, you know, he's just an old hermit kind of thing. It's like, yeah. well, now you look at what we might see exactly. in Obi-Wan Kenobi series and poor Uncle Owen, aside, like maybe he doesn't want Obi-Wan Kenobi's help. Maybe he's like, you know what? We are protecting Luke. Thank you for protecting him, but you are Jedi trouble. You're just going, you're only going to attract danger and, and lead Luke down a path you shouldn't. And so maybe Uncle Owen gets in the way and wants to defend Luke without old Ben's help. I, you know, I just start thinking about all the possibilities. There are so many. I think there could be possible flashbacks They've been saying that they're going to have a younger version of Hayden Christensen. So maybe there could be Clone Wars flashbacks. Maybe there could be flashbacks with Satine. And it just shows an even more broken Obi-Wan because he's just been through so much. He's just been through, I think, the most out of anybody in Star Wars. He has lost so many people. He's been through so much. So Also, maybe a Qui-Gon Force ghost. Maybe Absolutely. maybe he could be talking with him or... Give him some guidance. You know, it's, exactly. it's a lot of time to be alone with your thoughts after being around Anakin and the Jedi Order and your the clone troopers and Ahsoka. Like, having so many friends and, like, family around you to now he just has to grow old in the desert alone. He's left with all his thoughts. And he if he's not closed off to the Force, then absolutely he can have a forced connection with Yoda. He can ha get some guidance and some um, some wise words from Qui-Gon as a forest ghost. But if he is cut off, then a whole lot of flashbacks. And if we get some battle sequences from the Clone Wars in just their armor would be amazing. Uh, I want to see that armor so badly. I really do. Action. That's That's all I want to see. That would be beautiful. And people do great fan art online of like, you know, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor with the with the clone wars armor and it just looks amazing so that's something of course you want to see and before the series was really announced from the timeline revenge of the sith to a new hope you don't know what happens with obi-wan obviously he's living on tatooine and he says he's going to look over the boy but you don't really know to what extent and it kind of seems like in a new hope it's like yeah they know each other but they don't really know each other so it's just kind of like, well, what what could he have been doing there? So <laughs> when the series announced, it's just like, all right, like what story even is there? But after seeing the trailer and you get the animated series and you get everything and it's all connected, it's like, wow, there's so many possibilities. It is fueling me at this point. You know, there was all all the all the theorizing we can do and still are we're still still got a lot of things we can hope for and predict but just now taking in what they everything they gave us in that trailer we can jump there's a jumping off point right there i'm like okay this is what we're getting for sure inquisitors now who knows yeah who we knows get gonna happen? we get a new planet in the trailer too you know it's not just him stuck on tatooine and it's it's Dayu and it's it has like a Hong Kong city neon light feel to it and it looks very exciting and lively and different than what we've seen in Star Wars and I think that is great too it's just not him stuck in the desert you know we see Tatooine so much so 
that was something that I was kind of eerie about too. I, I didn't want to just see Tatooine the whole entire More series. Tatooine. Exactly. Like we've had the past how many years we've had so much Tatooine and they introduce these beautiful planets and you only see like you only see them for like a glimpse and it's like I want more like I want different areas I want more I think if we see this main inquisitor uh what was her name uh Reva Reva so if she's like the head honcho inquisitor at the moment until unfortunately she's got to bring in the grand inquisitor the head honcho kind of thing if we see her in action and she's hunting down jedi for the empire and she's on a new planet and obviously rebel name drop i would love to get some kane in action because they can absolutely cross paths maybe not so much ezra uh, not just yet ezra's probably still a kid but we still get a much younger kanan Mm. that could have come across Inquisitor because he has dealt with them plenty before the Rebel series ever takes place. Or we're introduced to new Jedi who went into hiding after Order 66 or something like that. I think that'd be really cool to explore. As well as you are, I'm a huge fan of Rebels, so I would love to see more more Kanan. Kanan for me is a top five favorite Jedi, so seeing him in Bad Batch when he was younger, that was... (sighs) That was that killed me. I was just like, "Oh my god!" You, you don't expect it. More canon is needed, and I think you're right. Like it's a total possibility that you could see these characters coming together, and why not? You've seen it in the other series. You know, you saw Cad Bane and Book of Boba Fett and everything. So why not? It's totally possible. Could you see Freddie Prince Jr. playing Kanan? Ah, oh, I mean, it is his voice. It's definitely his voice, you know what I mean? But he doesn't fit the look of the character. That's kind of like Sam Witwer is the voice of Maul. But I couldn't picture Sam Witwer playing Maul. Like, that's, or that's Ashley just... Eckstein, you know, she was the voice of Ahsoka. Exactly, and people were exactly. like, oh, that would be awesome if she played her, yeah, but she but just wouldn't have fit. It just wouldn't part. fit it, so... You, you focus on, you see Ray Park as the physical side of Maul. And you can't duplicate that. Like, he's literally a stunt actor. You know, that's what he does. Those are his moves. That's his style. So it's Sam Witwer's voice, and he brought Maul back to life in the animated series because he only got a couple minutes of screen time. But I, I just couldn't see Freddie Prinze Jr. playing Kanan. His voice is, he, he did uh, the voice in Bad Batch, right? Like for a little, and he was yeah. way too mature for the. Yeah, game. <laughs> and everyone was just like, he sounds like a full, full-grown adult. He's only old here, but it, it he is Kanan, like because you've never seen him in live action, but he doesn't to me resemble Kanan. So I can, I can so see. Speaking him, but... on Rebels still and on Darth Maul, a lot of people are looking to maybe possibly see the infamous duel between Darth Maul and Obi-Wan, their final duel on Tatooine together. I personally can leave it as it is. It was a great duel. Animated or not, it was beautiful. And it was full circle. It ended perfectly. And I think even by the way that Obi-Wan looks now and the way that he did in that duel, he's far much older. So I, I just don't see it happening live, like a live reenaction, reenactment of it. You know me. You know how much I love Darth Maul. He is, if not my favorite, tied with Obi-Wan for my favorite character. I agree with you. I don't I don't wanna see that 
just because it's a live action. I don't want to see that redone. You know, the animated side to Star Wars is legit storytelling. You don't have to make it live action just to make it legit. I agree. I totally agree with you there. But I do want Maul, but not on those terms. I don't. I don't think it would make any sense, really. Like, that's just kind of that would be like just giving it to the fans. You know what I mean? That would be fan service, in my opinion. And if I saw it, I would freak out, of course. Like, how could I not? I think Filoni is smarter than that. <laughs> I, I agree with that. He has been so, so smart, so detail-oriented with everything. He's done everything perfectly in my eyes. So I don't think he would do that. But if I'm going to see Maul, it's going to be a separate project, if we get that. We probably never will. Whatever, but if we make, do... Make Solo 2 happen. Make Solo 2 happen. Give me... Give me um, a Crimson little Dawn. Crimson Dawn, him <laughs> being like an underworld gangster, you know what I mean? Give me that. That'd be awesome. Give me some Dothamir stuff. Give me, give me that. But yeah, don't, don't add him into this. It just doesn't make sense. And we already have a huge character here that we haven't really touched on in Vader, you know? This is a Vader in his prime. <laughs> you see him in Rogue One. You saw that, you saw that hallway oh, yeah. scene, and he was just so powerful. And if you played Fallen Order, then you would know how crazy powerful he is in that. And so it's kind of during the same timeline. And I'm just excited to see, as Hayden Christensen said himself, this is going to be probably the most powerful Vader that you're going to see. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Like, and I feel like we're going to get a lot of Vader, too. I forgot who said it, but one of the writers was saying that Vader is going to play a role in not only the physical aspect, but the emotional side to Kenobi and his journey too. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that. I am as well. I have so many ideas and yet I want to just take a backseat and wait for it to get here and soak it all in and take everything they give us and not just have high expectations, not have low expectations, just I'm ready for all of it. Yeah, I've learned a couple of years ago, if you expect something and you don't get it, you're either going to be disappointed or let down, you know, like, especially once Mandalorian started, I was expecting to see different characters and you didn't get it. So you're just kind of like, oh, but yeah, now I'm just, I'm letting them do their thing, which you should just don't, you could have theories. Everyone's going to have theories and guesses, but don't, don't expect it because for the most part, you'll probably be let down. You could be like me and and wonder why in the first place they're giving every character in Star Wars a standalone series or like a series. I didn't know why they made a Boba Fett series. I don't know why they needed an Ahsoka series. I don't know why they need an Obi-Wan series. I'm not hating. I just yeah. don't fully understand what they're going to do with it. And I have been proven wrong each time. Yeah absolutely loved Book of Boba Fett. I know I'm going to absolutely love Kenobi. And so, you know, I'm really going in with uh, (laughs) just a mouth shut. So for for me, like, I know a lot of people say that, but it's not necessary. It has like, whatever, you don't really need it. You kind of get the gist of the story and what's going on. For me, it's, it's more Star Wars content. It's more bringing in extra detail and clarifying questions that you may have had. Like, like, example, Boba Fett getting out of the Sarlacc pit. It clarified that because it was, well, how did he get out? How did he survive that? You know what I mean? It's just little stuff like that that you're getting. And 
it's Star Wars content at the end of the day, and it's just more for us to learn from and get introduced to new characters. So I never went into these new series or sideshows with that mindset. It was just more of, okay, well, I hope when they do it, they don't do a lot of fan service, just, just so that they can and just to please everybody. Because that, that would take away from it, in my opinion. But once the Kenobi series was announced, I was, I was losing it. I mean, I didn't care if it was him on Tatooine doing nothing for four episodes. Just for me to see Ewan McGregor play Obi-Wan Kenobi, I would have I loved it. I would have lost my mind. You haven't seen him since 2005, you know? He's been, he's been a huge part of my life for 23 years. Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan. That character has been so impactful for me. So when the series was initially dropped, of course I got emotional. And seeing the trailer, I got emotional. I was crying, you know? Like, just hearing Ewan's voice once the trailer started, I, I couldn't help but get emotional. So I know, I know Obi-Wan is a huge character for a lot of Star Wars fans and a lot of people. So where, wherever this series goes, I know I'm going to love it. I know... I know I'm going to smile the entire time. I'm probably going to cry. Like, I'm going to get emotional. And how could I not? It's just when you love something that much and you grow up with it since 1999, you know? I was born in 95. Granted, I didn't see Phantom Menace in theaters, but saw Attack of Clones in theaters. I saw everything else in theaters. And you haven't seen that since 2005. So how can you not get emotional? That's just a bond that you grow you're growing with these characters you know you see the phases of obi-wan growing up from phantom menace to now you, you see a picture of him young and clean shaved and he's a padawan to now and it's just you grow with these characters so yeah it's definitely an emotional investment for me there is definitely a lot to look forward emotionally and visually because it's going to look stunning it's going to look beautiful oh it looks great yeah I am just so excited for it. The stills alone looked amazing. He looks great. He really does. He does. He's really aged very well. Yeah, he looks <laughs> he looks really good. I like the long slick back hair. The beard looks good. His his new wardrobe is different. Looks good. They had him. I believe that was him in the trailer with a blaster, which is very uncharacteristic of Obi Wan. But again, it's the transition of being a Jedi to maybe parting ways with the Force and you know, not being into it too much. So there's a lot. We got a lot in that one random Wednesday. <laughs> very, very hit us out of nowhere. But I couldn't have asked for more. I am pleased now that we finally got a trailer. I don't need any more trailers. I don't want them to reveal anything less. No. And right before we recorded this, we got a still of Darth Vader, which is which is great because we didn't get that yesterday, but I don't want anything more. I want to <laughs> wait until the series comes out May 25th. I don't want anything else. I feel the same way. I'm, I would have been fine without a trailer and waiting to see everything for the first time when the episode, first episode dropped. But with what they did give us, I am incredibly pleased and it's only fueled my excitement. and. It's gonna it's gonna be enough to hold out until the twenty fifth and I'm very excited for that. On that note, thank you guys again for tuning in and 
we're going to get a lot more Star Wars. We got May 4th coming up. We got Star Wars Celebration coming up. That's, it's going to be huge. So yeah, stay tuned for what's next. And thank you guys again.